It is another big unanswerable question right here with Rochelle and Carter. So why do you why do you put questions out there that no one can answer? It's so much fun discussing. Okay, Don't you no, think? And I think honestly, if anybody comes to a finite answer on anything, they're wrong. Potentially. I mean, except there's like there's one ultimate truth, Jesus Christ, to know Jesus Christ and him crucified. I mean, he's and know. chips and salsa are awesome. I mean, there's oh, no, there's well, another is, complete I, truth. I don't as know well. that we should put it in the same wheelhouse, but I do understand. What well, you it's mean. just like an and like and after and, that, after that, here's chips and salsa. I do have adorable chips. Quick, best chips and salsa from a chain. My husband Go. is amazing as well. Oh, I just didn't want to leave my husband out of the okay, equation. Okay, you got your husband right. in. Quick, best chips and salsa from a chain. Oh. Go. Uh, Papacitas are great. They're great. I'm a Gringos guy. I know you are. Yeah. Um, I've never been to Gringos, so I can't. I can't say anything. See, and we've talked about this. Chili's is really waxy chips, and I don't care for the chips. But man, their queso. Oh, their queso I is in that skillet thing. I get what you're saying about Chili's chips oh. and salsa. However, even though the salsa is too salty, and the chips are waxy, why do I order them every time I go? Do you? I do. I get other appetizers. I haven't been in a very long time. I get an awesome blossom, extra awesome. Oh my word! No wonder this world has got an issue with weight. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about food so much. We're we're starting our devotional podcast out with food. Let's let's eat on the word of God. Oh, and by Come the way, on. this brought to you by the Baptists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a Baptist. I grew up. I can make those jokes. I did not. So I I you better from laughing. Exactly. Well, laughing. you laughed already. I don't know what you're going to do about that. I heard that laughter. Um, we were talking about, we have, um, a, a friend with us and we were talking about Kelsey and I story, my wife and I on how we got to Houston and there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of things even about our story. And you've heard from other people of like, clearly God wanted this in my life because mm -hmm. he made this and this and this happen. And what we attribute that to is, you know, um, things like we were in a lease at our, uh, old place in Oklahoma yeah, and it was a two year lease and we wanted to move down here and hoping that this is the right thing. And when we moved down and found a place, not only did we find a place and her a job in the same weekend, but we got a call like the next day. Hey, somebody rented your place in Oklahoma. You're good. You don't have to pay double at like at all. Wow. You know, just stuff like that. Yeah. That you're just like, this was God's in this. But what about those times where you feel that it's persecution for following God? And you were meant to do this, but it just seems like Satan's getting in your way. And I think it can be a very confusing balance of, okay, is God trying to stop me in this or am I getting persecuted for this? And then why in some things does it feel so blessed? And I, and I asked this question, and this is just a question, and I would love for you to expound, Rochelle, and think about it if you're listening. Um, if God wants—and this again, this is a question—if God wants us to do something— does he immediately bless it when we're still trying to process, is this the right thing? How do you mean? Well, is for me, is moving to Houston right? Okay. That whole stretch, I'm like, is this the right thing? Is this the right thing? Is this the right thing? Right. I think a lot of us have been there with moving on to a next job or whatever it is, whether it's career or relationship. Yeah. And we can, and we saw God's blessings in that time uh -huh. where we were still unsure, is this the right thing? Yeah. As soon as those blessings happened and we both felt, yeah, okay, this is meant to be, and we were good, that's when things got hard. 
Uh-huh. That's when we realized we don't have a support system around us. And Kelsey's job really didn't go that well. It was not a, a fun work environment for her. And um, it was a really tough year. 2015 was a very tough year for her just being at the apartment with our dog and me working 10, 11 hours a day and then coming home and seeing her for three hours and then just start the next thing the day around. I was working some Saturdays and just because of extra odd jobs and stuff. And and so I, what I just am wondering out loud is, does God bless it? Does God give you signs and, and wonders, if you will, until you are for sure this is the way? And then does he allow persecution to come in to kind of almost test, if you will, um, will you continue to follow what you know now know is, is the way in the midst of what the enemy might throw at you? So instead of somewhere down the line, we decided we better move back. It's too hard. Well, no, no, we already know that God wants us down here. Mm-hmm. We've already said that. We've already, he's already proven that with the lease situation and different things. Yeah. And it would be, it would have been very easy to move back home to a support cast. And of course, now we absolutely love where we're at. We decided to stick through it. So I'm just wondering on that balance of when does God put the signs in your life that, hey, you're following me. Yes, that's right. It's a little crumb to the next part. And when does he allow, okay, it's going to be hard, but, but fight through it because you know this is the way. Yeah, you're right. That's an impossible question to answer. Yeah. Because God's timing is the correct answer, but nobody knows it except for him, right? right? He even tells us about his own son's return. You know, I'm the only one who knows when that's going to happen. So I think the the true—I mean, that could be true for all of us in some regard because he counts us as children. So— I, I think it's all necessary. Okay, let's let's use this fake scenario. Okay. You're going to get a gym membership. Yeah. And getting that membership, everything is super smooth. Why? Because people know how to sell it. Yeah. You sign up, everything uh-huh. goes great. You know you need to be there. The doctor told you it's a good idea to get in routine type situation for your own health. And you want to stick around for your kids' sake and for your wife as well. Uh, now comes the hard part. Mm-hmm. And you know what exercise does. In fact, I think, Carter, you were the one who reminded me. It's like you know that every time you are strengthening your muscles and working them, you're tearing them a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's causing healing in those muscles every time you— you And they get stronger and bigger. They get stronger and bigger, and yeah. that's kind of what—that's how you get your muscles developed and all that stuff. But that doesn't sound fun, does it? No. Hey, let's tear up your muscles. <laughs> doesn't sound super fun to go and, hey, let's go on that workout bike. And, like, sweat so much you feel like you've just hit the pavement for the first time in Houston, Texas ever. Mm. You know, I mean, it's it's not a fun process. However, what happens at the very end of the process, you are healthier for it. You are better for it. You've grown. And I think you kind of look at it that way. There are That's go- really good. There's transition times where the Lord is going to make it clear. And he says, you know my voice. In his word, it says, you know my voice. My sheep know it. So go this way, you go this way, you go that way, you're going to follow my lead in that regard. But it doesn't necessarily say he isn't going to take you through. In Psalm 23, he talks about green pastures and still waters, but he also talks about the valley of the shadow of death. And so my question is this, the valley of the shadow of death is is exact, and I want to make sure that, you know, that's clear. And I'm not saying our, our life should be roses, and if it's not, then that means you're doing something wrong, by no means. No. But, but let's say, like, for the— um, for the sake of with the gym thing, and I got a great gym membership story too, by the way. Um, <laughs> but let's say you walk into that gym 
and instead of it, you know, they, they're very welcoming and right. everything comes up rosy. It's they, you want to join this gym? Get on that elliptical right now. Right. And then you're like, I don't think this is the gym for me. But there there are other gyms, yes? And there are other gyms. And so, so if God is saying, I need you to move forward, and you're like, okay, Lord, I hear your voice in this. I know I need to move forward, and I know that this is the direction for my life. Uh-huh. But he may say, not this door, though. Right. It's that one. Right. And so the difficult, let's just say getting a new job, the difficult decision on, even if you only have one option, much less if you have two, Let's say you're at a job and you have two other potential places that you could go work. Mm-hmm. Which one do you choose? Do you stay? Do you go to option A, option B, or do you stay? And, you know, do you, does God put that warning out there? You know, if option A seems a little cringy and doesn't seem like, I don't know, I just get a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. Is that instantly God telling you that's not it? And the one that feels right is always God or can that potential, I hope I'm making sense in this. Yeah, you do. Can yeah. it, can potentially the one that, I don't know, I don't know. Can that potentially be God saying, work through it? Yeah. Work through it. I mean, Absolutely. And I, I think that, that, that is always tough for me when I'm trying to make a big decision on where to go. I think you, you, I've heard people say, go with your first instinct because you'll probably say, quote, I'm going to pray about it and then choose that one anyway. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, that's that's between you and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think I definitely in the past look back at what the Bible calls Ebenezer's, those testimonies of when God um, showed up in your world. And you, I mean, have proof right there. The Lord showed up, manifested in this moment, and I know without a doubt, without a doubt, that this was in the right place at the right time and it was a miraculous situation. Mm-hmm. You have those types of moments in your life. And I think God says, I don't want you to live in the memory of those things because I have so many things for you up ahead. I need you to move forward. But I think that they can test, just like looking through picture albums, it's fun to reminisce and go, I remember those days, even though I have future moments ahead of me. And you can kind of look back over them and think, okay, how did he speak then? What did it look like then? Sometimes those are nice to kind of kind of navigate the future waters. But um, I don't know that there's any set way. And I, you just have to be continuing. Lord, would you would show me in your word? Would you um, continue maybe through a complete stranger today? If I'm getting a certain vibe, even if it's an uncomfortable one, and this is the way I should go, help me to be brave and do it, you know? Yeah, because sometimes you meet somebody that your personalities don't click, but you really think about it and you're like, yeah, they would make a great boss. Because I would, I would stay on on task and they would treat me with respect, even though maybe they didn't joke around as much as I would have liked or something. And I think that God would bless. um, I think that God would, because he loves you, Uh is going to bless. It may not be the best decision, but he can bless either road that you travel on. Yeah. um, Because he's God. And he he, don't put him in a box because he'll show you. I never look. I don't live in a box. Are you preaching? We do it, though, don't we? Yeah. It has to look like this because this is what I'm comfortable with. No, no. He doesn't exist in your timeline. He doesn't exist according to human rules because he created humanity. I, I used to strongly believe, and I've only backed off of that a little because of my experience with KSBJ, actually. I used to strongly believe that God doesn't care where I work as long as I honor him in it. 
and choose any any job that I want. And then let's just make sure to love people well and love him well and represent him well and wherever now, I'm at. Do you still believe him? And the only, I think that most of the time, I, I will even say 50-50, I think there's certain potential for that. I think, let's say the option A, option B, or stay thing, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times that is up to you. Um, just honor him wherever you go. But I, with KSBJ, I was at, at, across the hall at our sister station, Engine Radio, and I'll never forget, I was struggling on whether I should go. They asked me to move to KSBJ, and they're like, and you got to work with Rochelle. And I was like, oh, I better pray about that this. That should have upped the game. So. <laughs> I should have been like, I'm all in. No, honestly, that was a big pro, sincerely, because we got along so well just yeah. knowing each other in the hallway. And then also, I mean, having a, a co-host, too. I didn't have one at Engine. And so I was really praying about, I loved Engine, though. I loved yeah. the music, and I loved the culture. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I just really, you said it well the other day. It wasn't the audible voice of God. I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I, the, he gave me an impression, like a feeling impression, impressed on me, a feeling. And it was just this line of, this is an open door and I want you to walk through it. Yeah. So I said, yes. Yeah. And I've I've not regretted it at all. Yeah. And so I I think that, that there are certainly mean there times aren't challenges for you in this new position. Right. Right. I'm not you saying were, it's perfect, you were but more comfortable with the other um music because you're of that generation and, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be challenging. That yeah, it is interesting. I think a lot of people when they feel um opposition, then they feel oh, maybe that was a red flag. Mm-hmm. Did I do the wrong thing? And I got to tell you, we have so many incredible stories in the Bible, yes, to help guide us, to help show us direction. You know, Jeremiah was called to be a prophet. And the first thing he said to God was like, I don't want to. It reminded me of like when he asked Moses to go get the Egyptian, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. to go get the Israelites out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't somebody think, else. I don't think that's me. <laughs> and God basically said to Jeremiah, because he was scared. And he said, you want to be scared? I'll give you something to be scared about because I'm God. And I created the ones that you're being a fraidy cat about. <laughs> but he's like, walk walk with me. Do what I ask you to do and I'll protect you. That didn't mean that he wasn't going to get thrown down into a cistern for telling the kings of the Bible days the truth that they didn't want to hear. It didn't mean that he wasn't going to have tough times, but God protected him. He kept at his word. And I think uh, about the New Testament characters, Paul was on the verge of death so many times over and over again. Mm -hmm. Any one of the people around him, in fact, there were people telling him, uh, the Lord testified to one dude and said, hey, Paul, and he wrapped his arms up in a belt and he showed Paul, he said, God's telling me that if you go back to Jerusalem, you're going to look like this. You're going to be taken in chains. And even then, Paul was like, yes, I know, but... God has me going there anyway, which seems Mm. almost like, isn't that like the opposite? That didn't make any sense. God gave this guy a vision that Paul's going to be wrapped up. We don't know why God does what he does. Maybe it was for that other dude. Yeah. Needed to see the faith of Paul. That's true. Even being told by God what was going to happen to him. And and ultimately, Paul um, was given his biggest dream was to go to Rome. And it was through that journey of going to Jerusalem, being taken prisoner, that eventually landed him in his dream city, Rome, where he got to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, yeah, there's a lot of junk that can happen on this road we call life. doesn't mean you're not walking with the Lord. It could very well mean the, the opposite. You are walking with him. Right. Pick up your cross and follow me, Jesus was sharing through the New Testament words, you know. 
it's being crucified with Christ. It's no longer me who lives. It's him who lives in me. This world is not about me and my comfort. I guess what I'm th- I'm saying I'm thankful for is in the uncertainty before I make the decision, before I know this is what God wants me to do. Uh, that you have peace. That I have peace. Yeah, I get that. Is maybe the simplest way to okay. say it, that, okay. that he provides those little things like we didn't pay double rent on yeah. for a month, you know, when we were worried about potentially being paying double rent for two years, yeah. you know? And so those little things, those little affirmations that -hmm. before you're content, but well, before you're sure that this is the right decision, that he'll provide the certainty. And then as soon as certainty happens, that's when, okay, the fires will come because now you know that this is, I, this is the decision that I wanted you to make and now work through it. I think I've heard this term a lot in my life and maybe you've been around church groups. I mean, maybe you're new to the church scene. This is something you may hear. Follow your peace. Mm. Jesus was the manifestation of peace. Period. He didn't get frazzled when he did. It was a righteous anger. But he was very calm, cool, and collected when he needed to be. He just said things like it was. And he had 12 people follow that peace. Didn't mean that they didn't go without food some nights. I'm sure they did. Um, Didn't mean that they didn't have to fish and get tax money. That's a story. Google it Mm. if you need to didn't mean that they weren't going to be driven out of the garden for fear of their lives because Roman soldiers took that peace away from them and took him in chains. Yeah. But they followed their peace. And so I, I think that's that's a very real thing. It may sound like a churchy phrase, but it's good. I think it's solid. That's um, that's the better phrase of uh, live your truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a common outside of church phrase. I don't want whatever li- your truth is, live it. Don't live your don't live your truth. By all means, you will let yourself down. You live his truth. That's why he says, "I'm the way, the truth, the life." So you want to hear this gym story? I don't. Is it going to be like how you are all buff and stuff? No, 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 no. You are going to feel so relatable in this. Okay, tell me your gym story. Unless you're really in shape. Um, <laughs> we go join a gym, and this happened to us twice. And I won't say the it's a chain. I won't say the name of it. And we go and they're just trying to be helpful. Well, I, yeah. I know what they're trying to be, but they're also and trying got to a job. They're trying to sell something. Yes. And it's, it's specific. It's not joining the gym. That was never been hard, but getting the personal trainer over there mm-hmm. so that they can try to sell you on a personal training membership. Sure. That it's like $250 a month or something. I'm like, I don't, I know how to use the equipment in, in most ways. And I just need to go do it. And like, you can YouTube it. And I can YouTube it if I need so they get you, they get you over here and and you it's like buying a car. You're trying to like leave and just go thanks for the membership and I'll be back and or I'm going to go work out right now. They're and, like, "Well, go and talk to Colin real quick." And in their defense, there are a lot of people who do need the motivation, the inspiration that these guys can get. Some people enjoy it. But you knew what you needed. You wanted and to just go in and They don't take the hint when you're like, ah, "I'm good." <laughs> so this is what they do. They at least this happened to me uh this last time. He goes, well, let's talk about, uh, you know, your lifestyle. Um, and he gets a, a pad and a pen and he goes, how much do you think you spend on uh, fast food a month? Uh, I, I, I don't know, like uh, 20, 20 bucks. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Okay, that's 20 bucks. How much do you think you spend on uh, nice dinners? Like you and your wife going out to see, I, I don't know, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. Oh, okay, all right. You go to the movies occasionally? Yeah, I go to the movies. You get popcorn and you go to the movies, right? Oh, yeah, well, that'd be 25, well, probably like, 35 bucks a yeah, month, 40 bucks yeah. a month. Why is that more money than the nice dinner out? And so I, I know, right? <laughs> right? 
And so, uh, and then you, uh, I mean, you have a TV subscription? Uh, yeah, okay, well, what is that? Well, that's, I mean, with internet, $100 a month, okay. So far, he's convicting all of us. Well, it looks like, and he holds, and he circles the big number, looks like you're spending more on killing yourself. Okay. When I could come in just under that and give you the body that you want. And I'm like, don't make me feel guilty for all my choices. <laughs> this is the worst. It's the worst. Come on, man. <laughs> That's why guilt is not a from God. It's not from God. Right, you right. don't listen to those people at the gym that guilt you into it. I wonder if you just come back with, you know, a lot of spiritual stuff. <laughs> like what? I have the body. I'm a, I'm a part of the body. <laughs> you know, if we are the body. I I don't know. They're just doing their job, but I will tell you, yeah, some well, of that is. Well, and like, I thought on. about it because buying cars and stuff like that is so hard, but it, it they're... Could you imagine if you were doing that job and you wanted to be successful in sure. that job? I'm sure it's tough. Yeah, maybe you could have worded it differently. I see that you're putting a lot of money towards these things and they may be less beneficial to you than maybe a session with me could be. See, it's a different phraseology as opposed to, hey, yeah. you had a fritter. Now you're going to die. Listen, non-negotiable. I'm not giving up that Panera mac and cheese. <laughs> That's not happening.